Hi, beautiful people, and welcome to a new episode of Sharing Sweet Shama. Today I am in Stockholm again recording. It's early morning, it's not even five o'clock, and I woke up at around 4.30, and I had this feeling that I, in this podcast, I must walk the talk. I'm not supposed to deliver truths to you that I'm not kind of experiencing and uh, the truth is right now that my life it has also its ups and downs of course as we all do and I think this is also something when it comes to what shall I say the the looking for truth or the seeking or the spiritual world that we kind of think we're gonna have it made we're gonna come to a point when we are 100% okay and when things doesn't break down and we're not getting sad or hurt or you know that we're gonna end up in a place where everything's going to be all good always and I don't think that is the case I think that's when we die you know I watched uh, not many but say I watched like three four people die And the last days or the last minutes even, you know, something shifts in them and the peace, you know, the the joy, the happiness, the peace. I had some of the most beautiful moments together with people dying. And so I think that there comes a point eventually in our lives, you know, when we cross over how that is, I don't know, but I have experienced that kind of happiness and joy and peace people dying but unless we're going to do that I think life is going to be an experience and we have to take it on with what it brings us and right now at the moment I'm experiencing I had this relationship uh, that I've been in for like um, it's not long it's like two three months but this person became very dear to me and yeah I can honestly say, say I had I had these real feelings, you know, the the real, where I where I sense that um, I'm super grateful to this person. I'm really really grateful for this uh, that has been because it has brought me to a point. Um, it's like this love made me absolutely honest, transparent, direct, clear. There was no way I could manipulate or hide or kind of toss and turn to try to make things go my way. This relationship just demanded total honesty of me. And I felt super, super close to God all the time. I had a lot of faith. And and I'm not saying that it's over because it ain't over until we die. You know, things always evolve. Things always change. But we came to a point where I felt like this is not really working for me. And to take a step then and actually break up, it doesn't make it less painful to break up with someone you love if you are the one breaking up. It doesn't make it less painful, at least not for me. And so yesterday I I decided that this is not... This is not working for me. It's not making me happy. And when I say it's not making me happy, it's not fulfilling enough. 
uh, I sense that he loves me and there is so much that is not functional or is not supportive towards my being. And if this is like an, what do you say, when you're not capable, <clears throat> you know, sometimes you meet someone and you really, really love them, but you're not capable of being there for them. Uh, you have a lifestyle or you have a way or you have something that, you know, on and on kind of hurt that people. You have a behavior and that behavior could be like a long, 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 long inherited, you know, something you've been doing for 30 years. It's really difficult to step out of. And the question is that you can love a person and you can still not accept that person's behavior. And I feel that this is where we are at. Uh, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying my behavior is perfect. This is the way and everyone should be like me. Um, but there are just things in in his behavior that I can't accept. And what it is, I'm not going to go into that, those details. But So I'm sitting right now, I'm sitting with this breakup. And uh, yesterday I just took like a step. And I said that, okay, this is, this is, it's time to let me free. It's time to let me go. And I'm going to, you know, fly away. Eventually where we're going, we may be together. If we're meant to be together, we're going to be together. But right now, this is not good for me. So I'm saying goodbye. And uh, when that happens, when I do that, I'm kind of, I don't know, honestly, I don't know if I'm acting out of my authentic being or if I'm acting out of pain. I'm going to be totally transparent with you today, as if I'm not always, but uh, I don't know if I'm acting out of my authenticity or if I'm acting out of pain. Because there is a lot of pain involved with me when love breaks down and I feel that it's a big difference now from before in my life. I can take these steps and I can sit with them and I can stick to them. But it doesn't mean that the pain is not there. There's still like a lot of pain, a lot of hurt. There's a lot of me who just wants to reverse, rewind the situation, just say that, no, 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 it's okay, okay, if I'm changing my mind, whatever we have is acceptable because I love you, and, you know, and then there is this part of me who says that actually it's not acceptable for me, this is not a way, and I don't know if, I don't know what's right in this situation, I don't know if I made the right decision or the wrong decision, if this was meant to be or not to be. What I do know is that I lost faith in him or I lost faith in me and my ability to pull through. Um, so I lost faith in us, which means that I took a decision yesterday that I don't know if was based on you know, God and the divine. And um, so I'm in a, in a nowhere place right now, you can say. I'm not in a place where I feel like, wow, that was a really good decision. Well done, Shama. 
you know, that's super. Uh, now just move on. Thank you, next. And I'm not in a position or a place where I feel like, oh, fuck, fuck, why did I do that? Why did I do that? I love him. Why did I break up? I changed my mind. I'm in neither of the, those places. I'm in a place of where I feel the pain. I feel, you know, the separation. I feel the loss. I feel lost. I don't know what to do right now. I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know if it's going to be him and me in the future. I just know that we separated yesterday and it's painful. I don't know right or wrong. The thing is that what do I do with this pain, this feeling inside of me? What do I do with it? I can tell you the old ways, what I used to do was, of course, uh, kind of uh, distract myself. I often got a sense of panic that I can't handle it. It's just, just too much. To break up with someone or be someone breaking up with me is just too much. My system can't handle it. And I often panicked. I often needed to call a friend, cry, 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 maybe go over there, you know. Then the next days we would maybe go out, you know. I would have a glass of wine try to be happy, I would try my my super best to replace this person, to find someone new. I would compulsively go out running, trying to stop my mind from racing because my mind would be racing constantly, constantly, constantly thinking of this, 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 how am I going to be happy now? What is that? You know, there would be so many negative thoughts racing in my head and I would do compulsive meditation I would do you know angel cop pull angel cars I will you know I would do so much I would go to so many places to try not to feel that is what I would do I would eat candy I would eat ice cream um I would drink a little alcohol whenever love breaks down whenever I'm sad or I was sad in the past that was not my drinking moments I I've never actually been a person who have been destructive in that way that when I was down I pushed myself further down with alcohol there was something I often when I when I got sad I couldn't eat or drink so it was more of a starvation phase that entered and now um so that was how I, and I was super destructive. I had these negative thoughts that you're never going to, no one is ever going to love you. You are no good. You, it's your fault and you should have tried harder or, you know, and in my head, I would think that he has the perfect life. He's out there. He's super happy. He's doing this and that. And he doesn't care about us breaking up. And so there would be so there would be so such a massive amount of destructive behavior and thoughts in me that would make me go down you know that would make my mood go down that would compress my being i feel that this is this is part of pain for me that i feel compressed you know i'm not expanded i feel like it's, it's really like I, I end up in a squeeze, which is quite painful. It's difficult to breathe and 
I don't feel expanded. I don't feel like, you know, sometimes I can feel like I'm floating high that I have like, you know, it's just me and my bike and the world and we are kind of riding the clouds and I have this feeling of expansion. This is not what I am experiencing now. Yesterday, um, when this happened, it was in the afternoon and um, what I did was that just like 30 minutes later, I began to cry. So I was in the office and it was just me and, and I cried and I sat there and I cried and I, and I cried and I cried and I cried and I had my dog Henry there, of course, not my colleagues weren't there yesterday. So, and I cried and I said, I don't know, I said one thing, I cried and I said one thing, you are such a lovely person. You are such a lovely person. You are such a lovely person. I was crying. You are such a lovely person. I was crying. And I'm thinking, oh, this is new. I'm crying. I'm super, super sad. But I'm saying to myself, you're such a lovely person. You're such a lovely person. And immediately there, I felt like this is some, some kind of progress, actually. I'm crying. And I am at the same time, I'm crying. I'm confirming myself in my crying telling me that I'm such a lovely person. And there was, there was not a, a thought of being a loser. It was a thought of, you know, it was a loss. But it was not a thought entering my head saying, you're a loser, you're a loser. It, so I sat there crying, saying out loud, you're such a lovely person. And then after like 20 minutes, crying. I just stopped crying and I felt like, okay, now what, what's next? And I decided, okay, you're going to go to, to this DHL express place and you're going to collect the, the package from Satya. That's a good thing. Then you're going to the, the, we have a store called Lifeland. They have every supplement in the world, you know, and there are like beautiful people working there. I know one of the girls working there. And I just decided, okay, you're going to go there. You're going to buy 5-HTP. 5-HTP is a supplement that elevates the serotonin level in our bodies. And um, I know that I'm lower than normal at this point. I have been, um, what do you say, um, testing my diet a bit. I always do because I, I feel that there's always things to improve. So I've been reducing carbs a lot in my diet. And yesterday, my sister, she's been really, really ill. And uh, she went to a clinic in Germany. And when she came back from there, she's only allowed to eat like a tiny handful of carbs each day. That That is like 20 blueberries or a third of a banana or uh, like a a tiny potato. Everything else has to be protein and fat. And I asked her, because she asked me, can you please go to Lifelam and buy 5-HTP to me? Because I had had these doses I'm going to take. And she was going to take like these super, super high doses of 600 milligrams per day. And I'm like, but... But Stina, when when I've been like depressed, when I've been low, I have 
taking like 100 milligrams per day and you are going to take six times that. What is this about? And she texted me yesterday. She said, do you know what? Do you know what? The 5-HTP, when you reduce carbs in your diet, your serotonin level drop. That's why. That's why. So you're totally onto something. And I'm like, okay, great, great. So I decided I'm going to go to Lifeline. I'm going to buy this supplement, okay? And then I'm going to go to the gym because that is always, that's my go-to place more or less every day or every second day. I have a routine and I know that if life breaks down, it's not the time to break this routine, so I went home with Henry, I dropped him off here, I swapped and changed my clothes into my, my gym clothes and then I went to collect the parcel from Satya and then I went to Lifeland and Annette was there and we had a really, really good talk and there's always a lot of fun. They were, they were selling this super, super, there's something, there's a brand called Bear Bells, I don't know if you have it all over the world, it's a protein brand. Uh, and it's present everywhere. And they have bars, you know, they have protein bars and they are so delicious. There's like, oh, they're so delicious. We could we could live on them, you know, um, but they are totally bad. They're so full of, you know, synthetic uh, stuff. So they, they, whenever I read on them, I'm like, no, I can't buy this. I can't buy this. You know, I always go, can I... Can I do this for the protein because I need the protein? Or what about all these additives, uh, all these synthetic, you know, things, all this aspartame and whatever um, that's inside? And I go like, no, I can't take it. Okay. But then I see that they sell it, that this this super healthy store, they sell them. And I just grab one. I said, hello, Annette, can I, can I eat those? Are these healthy now? And she's like looking at me, Bashama. Absolutely not. There's, this is like the most unhealthy we have. But do you know what? We are prostituting ourselves. People want them. So we got them. And I'm like, what? Yes, as she said, you can't trust us anymore. This is the way the world is going. You can't even trust us anymore. This is what we do for money. So I got like, okay, I, I feel you. And I felt like her. She was also like, I know it's super, super crazy, but... Uh, it's actually true. We sell some stuff that is absolutely not healthy because people demand them. They want them and we want them to stay with us as customers. And um, yeah, that was a side note. Anyhow, so I went there and then I bought a lot of other stuff, of course, that is healthy for me, uh, different kind of breakfast options and some healthy protein bars because I'm I dropped a little weight the last month, so I need to, to gain some. I'm working at the gym, not doing this, um, what do you say, um, when your heart is pumping a lot, uh, when you run, bike, all this. I'm trying to build muscles. <laughs> it's not working very well. I can tell you that. I have not gained one single kilo since I began, since I began. but I'm not giving up on myself, so... <laughs> So anyhow, after Lifeland, when I bought all these good stuff and had these nice conversations, I went to the gym. And at the gym, there is a machine where you can kind of fake ski. I don't know, you pull down handles, like, and you pull, down, you pull them down really hard as if you are, you know, skiing. And then you just keep 
keep at it. And while I did it, I just felt like, as a fuck, I'm in such a bad place. You know, I feel this pain so bad. This is, this is not only grief, this is fear also. This is really like, I feel like I'm, I'm losing, I'm losing something very important to me here. And I'm not sure I made the right decision. And I felt sad and I'm, what if I go listen to my podcast about fear? So I do that. I put on the podcast about fear and I listen and I listen to my own voice and I'm skiing, fake skiing, and I'm listening to my voice and I'm skiing and some kind of, I feel comforted, you know, I feel that my, my elevated, you know, mind, my racing thoughts, they are going down and I'm listening and I'm like, I'm really thinking I don't know if this is, um, no, it's just what it is, what it is. I'm listening to my voice and I feel like, well, it's a really nice voice you have. It's a nice podcast. This, this is really good, you know? And then there comes like a part in the podcast where I tell what I do when I become fearful, the, you know, how I handle it, how I sit with it, what I do. And I'm listening to myself and I'm feeling like, wow, that's amazing that she does that. That's amazing. I wish I could do that too. <laughs> and then I begin to laugh, you know, I'm at the gym, fake skiing, listening to myself. <laughs> and then I begin to laugh and I'm thinking, you are such, you're so full of shit. You know, what bullshit is this? And I'm laughing and then I think, okay, it's really good. I recorded myself. The practice is how I handle fear when fear hits me. Like really, that's really good. You should, you should create your own instructional, you know, podcast, how to, you know, how to shama when your life breaks down. This is your place to go. Go listen to yourself. And I'm, I'm laughing so much at the gym. So once I'm done skiing, I think I, I, I think I did something else. I'm, I'm not really sure if I did something else at the gym because I got so distracted with all these weird emotions of the sadness and the fear and then the laughing and just feeling like I was such a fake. And um, so I went, I went home. No, I didn't go home. I went to the, um, the grocery store uh, because I, I know that my... I have a fire and the logs for the fire, they were out uh, the day before yesterday. And there is a, there is a grocery store quite close to me where they actually sell them. And I was on my bike and I took the bike there and this grocery store, normally my youngest daughter, she works there. And I was hoping that maybe she will be there. She's with her daddy at the moment. Um, but she wasn't, and I went there and I, I bought a lot of stuff that I felt would comfort me. Uh, I bought some fish, actually, because I feel there's also a feeling like when I'm losing my ground, you know, because this is what happens to me when I, when I become sad, uh, when I lose ground, I feel I need to add ground. And for me, when it comes to food, there is a lot of fat and protein. And I've come to realize that the vegetable protein, it does just as much as it can do to my being. 
And at times I need to add fish, for example. <clears throat> and then was in the grocery store looking for uh, organic fish. How can I find organic fish? And I was looking. There was nothing fresh. And I, I there was organic salmon. Uh, I don't think it's, uh, you know, it's it's not free. You know, the, I don't think they're roaming free in the ocean, but at least it was organic. So I bought that. And and then what? Yes. And then I bought, oh, I bought too much. You know, if you come to the grocery store with a bike, there's just this amount much that you can buy to make it home, you know. And I bought far too much. I had like two, I knew it was more than two big you know, bags. And then when I go to the checkout, I'm just reminding myself like, oh, oh, you need to buy the logs for the fire. So I ask him, where do you keep them? He says, they're lying over there. Okay, I want them. And he's like, okay, okay. Sh shall I help you with this? And I'm, no, no, I'm all good. I'm all good. And then when I pay and he, and when I'm packing my groceries, He's coming again. He said, you sure you don't want me to help you carry this up the stairs? And I'm, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. And I keep packing my bags and I have then, I have my gym bag. I have the bag from Lifeland, you know, full of uh, different stuff. And then I have two big grocery bags. And then I have this big, like 10 kilos log case. It's like in some transparent plastic thingy. It's really, really big. It's it's the size of a, I don't know, five babies <laughs> together. That's a, that's a weird, weird comparison. Okay, it's 10 kilos. So it's five tiny babies or four semi-tiny babies. <laughs> Anyhow, I take this, this pile of log you know and I take this uh, all the grocery bag and everything and I come out to my bike and I'm, okay interesting so I had to put the logs across my bike I had to you know rearrange things and I'm like okay can I can I ride the bike with all this stuff because I have one grocery bag in each hand also and I'm like yeah yeah you can do it okay and when I'm riding my bike I'm thinking okay so this is now a typical shama what you're doing right now is a typical shama you are managing and you are managing so fucking well you know you are now proving to yourself that you are so self-sufficient you don't need anyone okay how healthy is that and I get home and I managed to bring all the bags inside into the elevator. I had to go two times and and the logs. And I come in. Henry's here waiting for me. So I take him out immediately. I still feel this sadness, you know, this squeeze. The, the mind racing. Did I make the right decision, wrong decision? Yes or no, you know. I really feel in my heart that I love this person. I can say I, I often feel love for people. I often, I have an, an easy, sometimes I don't know if it's like a love addiction thing or if it's just like my personality that I have a, a really big heart. But I feel like I encounter people and um, I met a guy last year, super strange person and um, very, very difficult to love, honestly. 
But I still feel in my heart, even though we've broken up like quite some time ago, I still feel in my heart that he's the guy I'm going to keep him in my heart. He's going to be there most likely forever. And it's not painful. It's just that, you know, some people just, you know, they, they cross your path and you have a connection. And when you separate, there's still a loving vibe left, you know. There's a scent of love. And... Uh, and this person that that I, yeah, that is active right now, is not the same. It's it's much more innocent. It's much more honest. It's much more authentic. Uh, for me, I can compare the feeling that with him that I had with my fiance who died twenty six years ago. Yeah, I think I don't think you can compare feelings because how can I know what I felt 26 years ago? I have absolutely no idea, but I know that I felt this immediate feeling of sorry, it's me messing around here. I had this immediate feeling of coming home, you know, of safety, of being in the right place, and I I feel that feeling of coming home, being safe, in the right place. And that still doesn't mean it works, you know. So so here I am, the day after breakup, sitting in my bedroom. I woke up at 4.30, did not have a good night's rest last night. I did really try to go to bed early. I couldn't. I was watching, I'm watching on Netflix a, a series called Messiah, I think. You know how connected I am to God and... And I find I, I really enjoy everything that has a connection to God. And when you can see the bigger picture, you know, something bigger than you. So I like this series. And yeah, I, I made a fire, of course. I had a lovely dinner. I made my fish. And I chatted a bit with friends. Uh, we're going to make a yoga festival this summer, so... Um, I brainstormed about names and I always enjoy when I can be creative and so I find myself going from being sad to being creative, sitting in front of the fire, you know, um, I had a little chocolate, I watched Messiah on the side and and I'm realizing that my life is all good, you know, just because love breaks down, it doesn't mean my life goes all bad. And this is a big, big, big difference before when this happened, when things, you know, when love broke down, my life went bad. It just totally went, you know, to the other side of the world immediately. And I was incapable of picking myself up. I was incapable of doing good stuff for me. And now I can find that when when this happens... I told in another episode that whenever I have a crying moment these days, I take it because for me, healing happens in those immediate tears, you know. There's, I don't think there's like 1% of the amount of healing when you go to therapy and you cry the tears 10 years later, then I think you need to cry at least 10 or 100 times more. But if you do that immediate crying that is connected to the pain, and you do that when it comes, then I think healing happens. So whenever I begin to cry, I feel much lighter. I feel I expand a bit. 
and I can continue. I can continue to the next good thing, which for me is then planning. Okay, so what does the weekend look like? Now it's always like okay. There's always a worry coming. What shall I do with my time? You know what happens now. What shall I do with my time? And the need to plan for that, or the need to secure things, or or should I just let it be? If I didn't have faith before, should I? Is now the time when I should have faith? You know. And what is faith? I I can feel that. I had, I had, maybe I still have, I'm thinking about, I read something the other day uh, in my book that says that whenever you're uncertain in a situation, you should always ask yourself, uh, what do I want to come out of this? What is it for? And when I felt uncertain, like the first times with this man, I asked that question to myself, what um, do I want to come out of this, what is this for? And then I saw us, I saw him and me getting married. You know, I really saw, I got a vision, I saw us getting married. And I'm just like, okay, so this is what I want to come out of this. Okay, so in this book they say that the goal of the uncertain situation, it uh, goes together, it, it um, belongs at the beginning, not at the end. So when you're uncertain of something, you ask yourself, what do I want to come out of this? What is it for? And then you decide. So you set the goal. And everything that happens then will happen in the way for that goal to happen. So every step of the way, even if it's not comfortable, is on the path making that goal happen. And I was thinking, okay, so even this... Maybe, maybe even what is happening now, maybe even this situation where I'm sitting here talking to you early morning, early Friday morning in Stockholm, feeling pain, maybe this too is part, you know, maybe this too is considered to be part of the path, the way of us ending up together. And what I need, also says in the book, what I need now is faith. The only thing I need is faith. And that's that's what I lost yesterday. I lost it. He asked me, he said, I need I need time, you know, Shama. I need time. Can you please breathe and can you give me time? And I will explain everything for you. But I couldn't, you know. Yeah. So I lost faith in him and I lost faith in myself yesterday. I couldn't give him the time. For me, this is also something that I'm struggling with. And that's time. I don't think I've ever been a person who pushed things into the future. I've always been an immediate person. And I think right now, I have a lot more patience and I still believe that life is happening now. So so what I need to have right now, that is faith. And not faith only that 
the situation that it will be as I, you know, want or hope or, you know, what my love tells me. Uh, also have faith that this too is on my path. Me sitting here with you telling you that I'm a fake, I can't handle fear the way I told you in an episode before. I just want to run out. I want to do that, you know. I just feel like, oh. Uh, and then I try to, okay, come back to myself. And now, yeah, I I managed a night. I managed an evening on my own without running away without, you know, going to the extremes in any direction, without trying to replace or, you know, distract. Um, I did sit with pain, even though I was laughing at the gym, feeling like I was fake. I must say I did. I did my share yesterday. I cried twice. Uh, I slept really bad. And... Um, I feel desperate to take my supplements, you know, not only my supplements. I mean, 5-HTP, it's a supplement that has something called tryptophan inside. And I told you before, it's like eating 25 pineapples. So it's a natural thing, but it uh, elevates our serotonin level. And I know that in my family, we have genetically, we have a lower amount of serotonin in our bodies. So it's important for me to, when I know my mood is going down, it's important for me to to work uh, on the other end to push it up. So I know I'm going to need to work because I also know that grief and loss is not a snap out of thing. It's a process. It's something that's going to take time. It's going to be a mind thing, you know, I'm going to, my mind is going to be obsessed and focused about this for a while, for sure. I'm going to want him to text me. I'm going to want him to reach out to me. I'm going to have to sit on my hands not to reach out to him. I, I have a feeling that I, in my mind, I totally want someone new to immediately just come in and, you know, be Mr. Right. And I know that's an illusion. It's just, it's just fear calling, fear talking to me, not wanting me to be sad or, you know, in pain. I know that it was fear that made me say that actually, I, I'm, I'm going to leave you now. I know it was fear. It was not love talking. And I can't change that, you know, I can't change that decision because I took it, it got consequences and and that's where I'm at. And just to say that I know it was not a love-based decision, I got confused, you know, I got very, very confused what is, what is the right way here to, to give him time, you know, and to have patience and, and let someone do the things he feels he needs to do to be able to be with you. Or to say that, hey, that's not okay, I can't sit here hanging, waiting for you. Life is going 
you know, life is moving every day. I don't know what was right and wrong, but I know I acted out of fear. And to just say that out loud, that I took a decision based on fear yesterday um, and broke up with someone I loved. Okay, how does that feel inside? The old version of me would become so sad. I would feel such regret, such remorse, feel really like, why did I do this? Why did I do this? It would be better to have this semi-version of love that is not perfect than to have no love at all. And, uh, and I don't feel that. I just feel like, okay, that decision was taken and that's also part of the plan. It's, it's on my path. The important thing right now is what do I do now? How do I handle me? How do I take care of me? There used to be a time when I went to my first therapy session. This woman, she asked, what do you enjoy doing? I looked at her and I, I like, what do you mean? But what makes you really happy? What do you enjoy doing? And I'm, I got, you know, I got scared. And I didn't understand the question. And I said, you have to come with an example, because I don't understand the question. And she said, okay, we have a problem here. And I mean, I don't know, why, why do we have a problem here? And she said, you have lost, you know, you have lost something, and you need to find it. And we were going to Denmark that summer. The only thing that I could, when I was in this therapy sessions with her that I would feel would bring me joy was to fly a kite on the beach. I never flew a kite in my whole life. But when she asked me, what do you enjoy doing? I'm like, the only thing I could imagine that I would enjoy doing was to fly a kite on the beach. So we did. We bought kites that summer. We went to Denmark. We ran on the beach with kites. I enjoyed myself. It was not like, wow, this is what I enjoy doing the most in my life. <laughs> but it was fun. It was kind of, you know, uplifting. And yes, it, but it was not like, wow, this is my thing. This is what I enjoy doing. And um, so right now, uh, I don't know why I, why I said that even. Uh, sometimes I lose myself, you know, when I talk because I don't have a manuscript. But I think that right now what I must, uh, not must, but I, what, what I need to feel into is actually what do I want to do now? What do I need? Yesterday I needed a fire, I needed some good food, I needed to watch Messiah and uh, yeah. What do I need today? Today is a new day. Um, I don't want to feel guilty or feel remorse or regret. So I will stay away from that. I will do things that creative things are always positive for me, you know. Um, so I plan to go to the summer house. I have a guitar there. I bought it a few years back. My son is a brilliant guitar player. Um, 
and uh, I bought a guitar. I never learned how to play it. And yesterday I felt like, actually a couple of weeks back, I really felt like I want to do music. Johan, who helps me with these podcasts and a lot of other stuff, he does music too. And he's like, Shama, we need to sing. You need to step out. You, you know, you need to sing now. And I'm thinking it would be lovely if I could play the guitar also. So I'm going to go to the summer house as soon as Henry wakes up, you know. He's a sleepyhead. I'm going to go to the summer house, bring some good food, and um, <clears throat> and then I'm going to take the first steps to learn how to play the guitar. I mean, how difficult can it be? Whenever I tried, my, my fingers, they hurt so much, and I feel like I'm not made for this. But everyone can play the guitar. I mean, how hard can it be? Of course I can learn how to play the guitar. So that's going to be lovely. I'm going to take a sauna, of course. Um, maybe a friend will come join me. And um, yeah, I'm just going to take this day for what it is. And stay close to my heart, you know. And I feel that... Uh, when things happen to us, the changes that I have done, you know, how I handle things now, it's so much different because I immediately, the immediate thought that comes is, okay, how, what is the best for me right now? How, how can I support myself in the best way right now? Before, I just wanted to jump you know, I just wanted to leave myself, just wanted to be someone else. Uh, and yeah, when it was, was really bad, I wanted to die. But now I just feel like, how can I support myself? What is the good way, you know? And this, this is also a big, big difference that these days I take care of myself every day. There's not one single day that I treat myself bad or that I'm behaving in a destructive way towards myself. And this has taken some years, you know, and it includes everything, everything from how I wake up in the morning, what I do in the morning when I wake up, how and how long and what I eat for breakfast, um, it has to do with my dogs, has to do with my apartment, my house, my home, how cozy it is, how nice and warm, you know, how loving it is to come home to every day. Exercise for me is super important um, because mostly, mainly because of the mood thing, because exercise, I have extremely low blood pressure and if I don't exercise, that goes down. I can feel that when I sleep, the blood pressure goes down. So in the mornings, I've always been a person with a very low mood in the morning. And now I know that I need to more or less jump out of bed and get myself going, uh, put on some coffee and, uh, you know, connect, uh, really prepare my good food and so on. So I need to have, I have all these, it's not routines, it's just what I do. It's just who I am right now. My fridge is full of good food, good stuff, and uh, not a lot of junk anymore. So exercise, I take supplements every day, every day for, I don't know how many, yeah, for five years now, I take supplements. 
And I always take like multivitamins, multiminerals. I take Q10. I take um, vitamin C, uh, vitamin B. Now uh, I take vitamin D also since I'm not in, in the sun this winter. And uh, do I take something else? <clears throat> yeah, probiotics. So I, I do that every day, like five years. I've taken much, much, much more. Uh, but now I've reduced to a kind of normal level again. And uh, I connect with friends, uh, plan for work. You know, I try to kind of have an everyday good lifestyle, which means that if things hit the fan, things go down, I'm never on the, you know, on the border of not being okay. I'm always on the very okay side so if I'm having like I said before I have my my mood level or my well-being level is on a kind of constant eight now it may drop to six for a while and that is okay I can always kind of monitor myself and feel how am I how am I and I can add more positive routines you know I can also, if it would go, if this would turn out to be a really hard breakup, which I don't know, I don't, I don't feel so dramatic about it, but I don't know. I never know until things happen, how they're going to happen. But then I can also connect with the therapist, of course, have a few sessions. So I have kind of a these days I have a plan, you know, I have a backup plan. It's like, you know, when there's a storm or if there's a war or if there's a fire, you know, and you're in a hotel, there's a plan what to do. And you don't count on that happening, but if it happens, you know what to do. And this is the difference with me now and five years ago. I know what to do when life breaks down because I live so well in my normal life, that it's quite easy for me to care for myself when things happen. Before, when I didn't care for myself in my normal life, when I was very, very, you know, unhappy and unloving towards myself, my level of self-care was super, super low, especially those times when I didn't know what I enjoy doing. They had to kind of fake come up with flying a kite on the beach. Now I feel that if we have a lifestyle where our overall wellness, happiness, you know, level is on a constant eight, then life can happen to us. Before my wellness level was maybe on a four, which meant that when things happened, I dropped to two, and sometimes I dropped all the way to the floor. So, so this little podcast is about, actually today, wait one second. Today, uh, I wrote some, I wrote some notes that I just want to see if I... I wrote like this, what I used to do, alcohol, other men, running, shopping, cleaning, decorating, redecorating, and then the list just continues, you know, just 
escape, 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 escape. What I do now, I wrote, I cry. I think of what I need now and I feel into this moment. And yes, I did. I went to those places yesterday. I went to Lifeland, I went to the gym, I went to the grocery store and I watched Messiah and take action on those needs. So that's what I did. And I can also say that uh, if you feel that you can't snap out of your negative thoughts, that you keep feel like consumed by those thoughts, the best thing to do actually is to help someone else, you know, to, to just just think of, okay, hey, Shama, you're sitting here in front of the fire, you're watching a good series on Netflix, you ha- just have organic fish, you know, and uh, you have a gym card, you have supplements, you have so much, your dog is snoring even, and who doesn't have all this? What can you do now? Is there someone out there who actually doesn't have the life that you have, who did not receive a bracelet from Satya today? You know, the goodness in my life on an ordinary day is so much. So a really, really good way that if you feel you can't get out of your mind, your negative thoughts are consuming you, is to write a gratitude list This is so basic to just write the list of what you're thankful for, what you got in your life that is actually working, that is actually good. And also ask yourself, is there anything I can do for someone else? Is there someone else suffering more than I do? And I I can tell that there are so many people suffering more than I do. I used to be a person who suffered the most you know, my interior pain was not, I, I was not able to handle it. And now I've become a person who handles pain. For me, this is like, a, this is a time to celebrate. Actually, mm, yeah, one other thing. And this I say now with the deepest compassion, because before when I couldn't han- handle pain, you know, I isolated myself. And now, when I can handle pain, I kind of also isolate myself. And there are two different types of isolation. Before I withdraw from my friends, I withdraw from my family, my sisters, and I disconnected the outside world and I went inside and I went down now I have like this is also the thing when things happen you know when things happen in your life that have a major importance or a shift you know you really feel like those of you have someone coming to you saying giving you a message of death or you know, the, the partner you love breaks up with you, leaves you, or, you know, uh, you have the feeling of, like, everything stops, it's an accident, it's like everything stops, and something is, like, outer-worldly, yeah, so uh, it's, it's like you, you kind of space out and you enter into a different time zone, and and that is something that used to freak me out so much, but now, even in the little emotional 
you know, mishaps, even in the little hurts, the little pains that come, for me, at least, enters a space that is a bit outside myself, you know. It's like a little disaster mode. It's a place where I enter the unknown. I used to think that we were together and now we're not together and this is an unknown to me. And if it lasts from, you know, knowing we're together, knowing we're not together, there is a space between which is in the unknown and that space is somehow like a, it's like a gift. It's something delicate in it. It's something precious in it and it's something divine in it. It's it's like it's like a different realm. And I've come to realize that this happens in big disasters, but it also happens in little little hurts, little pains. And I'm now I'm really curious about that. I'm curious about that space, that unknown space, that not knowing space and what's inside because I have a feeling that that space is the healing, you know, from the the cause to the effect. There is a space in between and if I can stay there, even if it's just for two seconds, if I can stay there, I have a sense that that space is actually taking me through to the other side. So when I isolate myself now, when I say isolate myself, it doesn't mean I lock all the doors, I turn off my phone, I'm not answering if you call me. What I mean is that I'm not reaching out, I'm not inviting the other world in to distract me. I sit in this space, kind of connecting to it and feeling into it. I cry if I need to, you know, I move if I need to, but I I find that this moment when there is a shift in our life, you know, and I think we only experience this when there is like a negative shift, when there's a positive shift, we experience joy and happiness and expansion and everything is like, whoa, you just want to shout and jump and there's so much express, expression in that. But when life breaks down, it's like the expressions, they go down, everything becomes much more uh, subtle, it becomes, yeah, there is a delicate space anyhow. I used to be really, really scared of this. And now I can be there. And I don't have to sell out, you know. And uh, so I'm just saying that if life breaks down for you and you find it difficult to sit in it, don't isolate yourself. If you find it difficult, if it causes you more pain and more grief, don't isolate yourself. But if you feel like I do, that there is a movement here, there is a shift here, something is happening in my being right now at this point, something is really, really happening in my being. And if you can stay there for a little while at least, I think that healing of the event, healing of what just happened to you or to me, is actually taking place because we are in it. We experience it, it goes through our body, it goes through my nervous system 
And I, I would say that yesterday I was sad twice. I was confused. I did not know if I did the right thing, yes or no. I had a little blame part also where I blame myself for not hanging in there and there was a little of this and that and overall I think I did quite well mm -hmm. and to me to be honest about what's happening this is how I handle pain at the moment doesn't mean I can handle pain like this tomorrow but I think in general, if we have an overall lifestyle that is healthy, the ability to handle pain is, is so much bigger. So I think that even if your life is good, I think it's important to take care of your health, your mental health and your physical health, your, your food, your supplements, your routines, you know, uh, your relationships to really care for, you know, to look at, also look at behaviors and see, how, do you normally escape, yes or no? I've been like the person who escapes all the time. And now to not escape is a challenge and I need to work on it. I need to work on my fear. Uh, I need to listen to myself. This is like, you should listen to yourself and I'm, I can go listen to myself on my podcast. How good is that, huh? Yeah. So here I want to try to walk the talk with you and be totally honest and transparent and say that right now at this moment I'm in a bit of pain. I don't know if I do the right or wrong thing. I don't know what the outcome will be. I know that love and love breaking down is painful for me, for everyone, of course. And I also know that this is also part of the plan. And if... I'm meant to be with this person. It's going to happen. That's inevitable. That's just as it is. And I must say, I feel a lot of gratitude to this person because thanks to him, I have, I have sensed myself in a different way in a relationship. I have been so extremely open, honest, transparent, never manipulative, never, you know, having a, an agenda, just being as I am. And uh, I would say that that is a gift in itself to meet someone that you feel you can be yourself with. I would say that this is the gift, the greatest gift he gave me, the ability to be myself, to actually, when, when you are in a relationship, there's always, at least for me, moments when I monitor myself, you know, when I see myself from the outside and I kind of reject or approve of my behavior. But with this person, I never entered that. I always, I was. You know, I was me all the time. And doing, saying, expressing everything just as myself. And I think it takes, a, it takes a special person to us to actually make us this relaxed and at home that you can actually be yourself. And that is a gift that I, I mean, that no one can take that away from me. And he's always going to be that person.
And I'm super, super grateful for that. Even though I can feel the pain, the longing, the loss. Okay, dear ones, this became very, very personal. I have no idea what I'm going to name this podcast. I have absolutely no idea. But that's not a biggie, huh? I had this really good creative person, Johan, who can help me if I'm out of words. So this was a personal private sharing for me. Not much advice, just sharing what I go through. And as always, I think that many people go through the same things that I go through. And that's the purpose of me sharing, to bring you some something while you're listening to me okay i wish you all a beautiful beautiful day wherever you are at and i see you soon Peace.